0: What's the most you ever lost on a coin
1: toss? Sir? The most you ever lost on a coin toss? I don't know. I couldn't say. Call it. Call it, yes.
2: For what? Just call it. Well, we need to know what we're calling it for here. You need to call it. I can't call it for you fair i didn't
3: put nothing up
0: yes you did you've been putting it up your whole life you just didn't know it you know what date is on this coin no 1958 it's been traveling 22 years to get here and now
2: it's here and it's either heads or tails and you have to cycle it look i need to know what i stand to win everything how's that
0: Just tend to win everything, call it.
1: What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of Rotten Potatoes, a podcast where four guys review movies that you absolutely should have seen already but one of us hasn't. Uh, My name's Tyler and I'm here with three of my
3: best friends. I thought you were going to say three guys,
2: three of your best guys,
3: yeah. my best guys. <laughs> I've never been more hurt because you always say friends you're like four guys. And I'm like, who are we then?
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> you guys have been disrespecting me every three weeks. And so
3: I, I finally had to lay one back at you. Got him. It hurts. How you like them apples? Not, a, not at all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm
3: Jake and I do not
2: like those apples. <laughs> Jake, was this like one of the only solid things in your life? Pretty much was me saying four <laughs> friends. Four <laughs> friends. Like at least I have that,
1: you know, not
3: anymore. I don't. Yeah. I still called you my best
1: friends at the end. Yeah.
3: But it felt like you were just giving that to us after you said guys, <laughs> guys is how you really feel. Isaac, how you
0: doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good.
3: I'm good. We're in, we're
0: deep into season two at this point. <laughs> yeah. wait, deep wait. into, we have so much of season two to go. <laughs> well, we're pretty deep. How, we're not in the shallow end anymore. Yeah, I'd how's say.
2: How's season two Zach doing?
0: I'm doing good yeah i'm doing really well you're I'm pumped uh, yeah <laughs> I'm more rotten than before <laughs> i uh to prepare but when, before we record i just shovel potatoes into my mouth before <laughs> are they rotten or
1: not <laughs> you better believe they're rotten are they like sp- what kind sp-
3: of question is that? that
1: how does uh how does your wife feel about season two zach compared to season <laughs> <laughs> one zach does a divorce. I don't do it for her. I do it for the pod.
0: I do it for our guests. For the fan. For our fans, not our guests. We don't have <laughs> yeah. guests.
1: Nah, we don't need any
0: guests. You want to be a guest? We could Tough do luck. guests.
3: Who would we have? JP. JP? No, I've
2: already I've already said I won't speak to him. <laughs>
0: he, he so badly wants to be a guest.
2: <laughs> um well like, we still need to get uh, our HR guy on the on the pod. Yeah, do we? <laughs> do we need to his office <laughs> feet we, away it's in our country exactly. he's gonna get paid to talk about, if we get him on
0: what did we say he was gonna jump in like months later to talk about
2: titanic
1: titanic defend yeah. titanic yeah. yeah in in spooktober yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. i think Man. i'm gonna redo titanic for spooktober, spooktober. i can't yeah. wait for season two spooktober
1: Oh yeah, it's I think gonna it's be gonna be better, way better than season one. <laughs> season <laughs> one sucked. It, we, it, it's a very bar. low bar. I thought those
3: were fun episodes. Shut up,
0: Jake. <laughs> Halloween, <laughs> Halloween was great. Season... Young Frankenstein. <laughs>
3: season two, Zach is just rude. <laughs> That's all season two, Zach is.
2: <laughs> but the fans love it. <laughs> we, I don't have think even, we, have, we don't have any metrics. <laughs> love Word of mouth. No, we have a love meter. They tell me. Yeah. Yeah. And the love meter is really high right now in season two, Zach. I think, I think that we need to, uh, we need to recalibrate that. The love meter.
3: Yeah. Like how's it working? I I think a lot better than your non-server servers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Those are, those are
2: killing it. It's been working a lot better ever since I disconnected it from the (laughs) server. (laughs)
3: it's <laughs> because they're not running
2: the server the servers were buying i just the, uh, have it in the drawn up with crayon on my wall
3: <laughs> and it's just like how much do i think they like it yeah how much do uh, I, so I think so <laughs> it's, 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 it's you agree CDs. with it more because it's your opinion i'll tell you what those servers were just running and buying GameStop stock for me but then i got a letter from someone called Urs, and he didn't he didn't <laughs> like it so he told me to stop it that's probably doing pretty well for yourself right now GameStop's yeah off. i think you know what it's at you know i i had it at 45 and now it's i'm sorry i had it at 300 now it's at 45 so
2: you know no, it went up again this last week okay you know it's over 100 again so i should have sold low
0: shoot you're losing our you're losing dan's money no it's my money oh it's your money okay that's fine (laughs) gotcha we don't pay jake oh that's yeah
3: you're right (laughs) (laughs) i mean what money jake (laughs) (laughs) This this podcast is uh, really just turned into bullying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it considered cyberbullying if we're doing it in person and then putting it on the internet? Yeah, because it's through a microphone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's <all> that matters. <laughs> because Zach we're wearing headsets qualifies it oh. as cyber. Because yeah. we're wearing
2: headsets and he's hearing us through the headset, it's cyber. Bullying. Gotcha.
1: Right. Like if he was hearing us with just his ears, like not cyber our lips to his ears. That's, that's just
3: that's <laughs> standard bullying. Standard bullying.
1: <laughs> our lips to his ears. That's how I used to
0: communicate
3: to Jake. Yeah. <laughs> <And> it used <laughs> to be nicer. Go take it ears. Yeah. <laughs> and it used to just be compliments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're
2: right. Well, I like your new chair. Thank you.
3: I'm I'm very proud of it
2: yeah it's nice hey i have a wreck we haven't been doing wrecks in a oh, while.
3: oh i'd love to
1: hear it
2: you guys uh ch- like you were in a car wreck yeah what happened I, I my car crashed your you didn't crash it your car crashed <laughs> it crashed
0: yeah. Oh, yeah i bailed out <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's why it crashed probably
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you're probably right in 2020 hindsight you know yeah yeah you're right all right what's your recommendation it's 2021 you guys need to check out um, something called In and of Itself
2: on Hulu. Is it good, In and of Itself?
0: Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was an off-Broadway show that ran a bunch of times.
1: Over 500 times. Yeah, over 500 Have times. Have you seen it? I did. Was it good? I cried. Mm. It's really good. I, I thought it was the best. Zach recommended it to me first, and I think I was the guinea pig to recommend it to you guys.
2: Was it... Um, Something that you guys think Jake and I would actually enjoy, or is it in the vein of Birdman?
3: No, Tyler, Tyler showed me the trailer for it. It looks interesting. Okay. I'll, I'll probably watch it. I, I
1: think it's the best example I've ever seen. Sorry to step all over your rack, Zach. Go for it. You,
0: I think you could probably verbalize it better than I would.
1: Uh, well, thank you. That's very thoughtful. You're welcome. Um, be nicer to Jake like you are to me. Mm. Uh- <laughs> <You> nominate <laughs> better <laughs> movies. <laughs> uh, you know what? I haven't nominated a movie <laughs> since Blood <laughs> I'm just trying to reinforce it. No. Um, It's probably the best example I've ever seen of using lies to tell a greater truth. Um, So it is like a little bit of a monologue, kind of one-man show type piece um, that is really all about identity. Like, uh, and there, I'm hesitant to call it magic. There's definitely some, like, illusion. There's some, like, mentalism but it's not like a magic act. We're not going to
3: watch mind freak.
1: It's not mind freak. It's not like, you know, people aren't like he does something and people clap. People are like moved by what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And it, it I seriously, I, I cried really hard watching it. It's really powerful.
2: Like the um, Shia LaBeouf clap.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. Did that.
2: Or yeah. like the Shia LaBeouf cry. Both at the same at time. At the same time. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. That's when you know it's good. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf is my standard yeah. Yeah. for what's good.
3: Why don't you have a rat tail yet? Except for the way
2: he No, the way he responds to things.
3: Oh, okay. But yeah. not, not like fashion or like hairstyles. No. Hopefully, he's not the
0: standard of how to treat women.
2: I haven't heard uh, Does he do stuff? I don't know. Well, he I
0: don't know. Do
3: stuff? <laughs> 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 that, that sounds worse than whatever he probably did. It does sound way worse. <laughs> I don't know worse. what he did.
0: What, what, what did he do? He just doesn't treat women very well. Does he? Like, <laughs> what happened? I, I didn't like read too deep into it. I don't think I don't, we
1: need to
3: get into it.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I was hoping you like kind abuse? of heard about this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
3: We could just say, you know, he's not great and then move like, like we said about Ed
2: Norton. Yeah. I don't, week. I don't doubt that he did something. I was just, I was legitimately <laughs> curious. I mean, he I don't know if Ed Norton stuff.
0: abuses women. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to imply well,
2: that. I, I feel like, I mean, he's maybe, just a bad person.
0: Maybe
1: I missed it
2: because I don't Ed Norton's
0: a bad some, person. Ed Norton did some
1: bad things. Jake, maybe give me the shovel, man. Just give me the
3: shovel. Stop digging yourself into a hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing. Around. I'm just messing around. Oh, he did some not great things in Birdman that I would yeah. call abusive. In, in the movie, the, yeah. character, the character? <laughs> you were saying he was that character.
0: So then, do you think that Shagor in this movie is a serial killer? <laughs> You're talking about... Uh, no,
2: we if said... If you said Chigurh's character was based off his real life, <laughs> yes. yes <laughs> if you
3: said, you know what, like they really... What's his name? I can't believe I'm blanking on it right now. Ed Norton? No. Uh, Javier, Bardem. Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. He'd be like, oh yeah, we based Chigurh off Javier Bardem's real life and like his real personality. I'd be like, I think what did, that guy should what be what you, what, <laughs> Well, yeah, sure. But what did Ed Norton's character do that was so
0: bad that makes him a terrible person in real life? Well, you tried do to... Do we like, want to say it? someone yeah. on stage. Okay, I don't uh, we don't know for sure that he truly did that. Like we don't know. That oh, that might that have been. Was okay. Yeah.
2: So we're let's doing cut, no country for the, old men.
0: On, let's go back. <laughs> no, I think we just that this? one of the illusions or the hallucinations. No, 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 That's not what I'm trying to get. So to.
1: this week we are jumping into no, no country for old men. I'm very excited. And I'm excited I recommended for this one. Um, this, uh, this movie came out the same year and was in like direct competition with, uh, there will be blood, which competition. It is. It's very tough, uh, which Scott last episode admitted he, he might've misjudged.
2: I, I, I agree that I think I misjudged it, but I think I really like this movie. So great. I I really,
3: I don't want to hear, but I do want to hear Scott say, oh, I think it should have been a little higher and then say 5.5 or something. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's a little too much.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So
1: this movie came out uh, November 9th, 2007, written and directed by the Coen brothers. And I I thought this was just kind of like random, uh, interesting. Uh, The uh, credited editor uh, is Roderick Janes. Like that's the editor of this film. But that's just a pseudonym for Joel and Ethan Cohen. Huh. Uh, he oh. doesn't, Roderick James doesn't exist. They also edited this movie themselves. Interesting. Um, so written, directed, and edited by the
2: Cohen Brothers. What's the point of that?
1: Uh, I don't know that there is a
2: point. Uh, oh, it's like Birdman?
1: Yeah, it's like Birdman.
2: <laughs> I feel like you're sitting on him from there. <laughs> yeah, you had that one it, loaded. It just it came to me in the moment. Uh, it landed
3: really well. <laughs> <laughs> you pat yourself on the back too hard. <laughs> uh,
0: Thanks for telling us how it
2: landed. <laughs> that, was, that was like <laughs> season two Zach level. <laughs> like the people appreciated that one. <laughs> I to say season, That's just current Zach, you know. It's season, season two, two Zach. Zach. What if someone comes back and listens to this yeah. in season three?
3: That's true. We don't, we don't say like season two episode, whatever. I think we're just numbering them.
2: Yeah.
1: So. Season it's important. Season yeah. three, Zach might be a simp. You know, we don't know yet. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs>
3: I, I'm excited for 2022. The <laughs> year I simp. Yeah. Just, just have a nicer Zach. For sure.
2: It's uh, going to be a mean simp.
3: <laughs> a mean simp? <laughs> I'm excited to see
1: how that works. Yeah. You know what? Zach, work on that character for me, okay? Demi, I'll simp. get back to you guys. Uh, the other guys gave this a 93%, uh, and Solid. IMDb gave it an 8.1. Uh, it did $171 million in the box office on a $25 million budget, mm. which is interesting because it did brought in the same amount of money as Blood Diamond for a
3: quarter of the cost.
1: <laughs> and it <laughs> looks you, be- so much better. <laughs> if you can <laughs> spend Diamond more does. money, that's always better. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh this movie did win uh, uh Best Picture. Uh best Oh this one Best Picture? Okay. This one best for some
0: picture some reason, I thought
1: There will be Blood did.
0: Because no. I,
3: I think there will be blood should have. I mean I I really, really like this movie, don't get me wrong, but I think the Be Blood's better. I disagree. Well, I know you disagree.
2: <laughs> I know you agree because you just said it three seconds ago.
3: I yeah. actually I for me, this is a little
1: bit like the whiplash Birdman thing where yeah. like I was like, yeah, it, it, it's a coin toss for Happy me either way. Yeah, it's a coin toss. But this one best picture best director uh, for Joel and Ethan. Um, the second time in history that best director was split
3: between two directors. Do they get two statues or do they have to cut it in half? They have to share the statue, I think so is it like a like a like a solomon like let's cut it in half yeah is it made whoever. of real gold
1: i doubt it i think it's gold plated i really don't know but i i doubt very highly it's made of real gold uh it also won uh, best supporting actor for javier bardem Well and, deserved. oh yeah and best adapted screenplay this was based on a book
3: Yeah, I was looking up something afterwards because I didn't really realize it was based on a book and then I was like, I don't remember any of these scenes that they were talking about and I was like, I'm reading something about a book right now. Hmm. Wild, right? (laughs) So (laughs) Pretty wild. (laughs) I'm reading something about a book. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not reading the book, just to be clear. (laughs) Was
1: it like an existential crisis for you to be reading about a book and not be reading the book? I didn't know that you could do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's actually kind of interesting. I, I read that, uh, um, you know, it's usually a thing where people are like, oh, I hated the movie. It was so different than the book. Yeah. Um, this film is taken almost word for word from, uh, Cormac McCarthy's novel Hmm. and it occurs in the exact same sequence of events. Um, and, uh, You know, there are a few things where they like might have like tweaked minor details, but for the most part, this is they tried to be as accurate to the book as humanly possible.
3: So, did they really deserve an Oscar? They didn't do anything.
1: Well, it's an adapted screenplay, like, it's not written. Okay, uh, it was nominated but didn't win best, uh, editing, best sound editing, best sound mixing, and best cinematography.
3: There will be but one cinematography, right. That year? I believe so. I
2: don't remember. I just remember not liking it. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're very clear. <laughs> we,
1: we get it, Scott. Uh, there will be Blood uh, won uh, Best Cinematography that year. It won Best Actor for Daniel Day-Lewis and Best Cinematography.
2: I still need to see another Daniel Day-Lewis movie. Let's still, watch Gangs of New York. That's us still be No, thing I've
1: he, I don't think he'll like Gangs of New York. I think the best Daniel Day Lewis movie for Scott to watch would probably be Lincoln. I haven't seen Lincoln either. It's really good.
0: I think you might like Phantom Thread. I haven't watched it yet.
3: I feel like you're lying. <laughs> it's about a guy who like makes dresses. <laughs> Is there any conflict or is he just making dresses? I think he's just for <laughs> two, <laughs> it's two hours he's <laughs> making dresses. <laughs> no dialogue.
1: No dialogue, yeah. I think
0: every now and then he's just like He's oh, just this, a
2: seamstress.
1: He's like,
0: this one's pretty
1: good. <laughs>
3: I like <laughs> this one.
1: Every once in a while he just looks up straight into the camera and goes, Drainage! <laughs> I drink
2: your milkshake.
1: <laughs> I would I would pay good money to see it. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, uh, Zach, you had seen this movie before. Yeah, I had. What did yeah. you think watching it again?
0: Uh, I really liked it. Um, I liked it the first time I watched it, and I think I liked it even more this time. Um, I think <clears throat> there were aspects of it the first time watching it I was a little frustrated by. Um, and so this time getting into it, I think I kind of knew a little bit more to expect. I think I appreciated aspects of it more this time. Um, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I think it's a really
2: good movie. Do you remember what you were frustrated by the first time?
0: Yeah. Um I guess since we're not doing a plot by plot, I could just skip to the end. But I think yeah. just uh ooh. I think um I think the fact that the protagonist dies, that like there's there's oh. not a lot of closure. Yeah. Um and I think I, I was early on, like you I think you said in a, a past podcast that you're movie palette was not as sophisticated yeah Yeah. and so i think i felt i was the same way back then yeah i was kind of like
3: i don't like that he you you had an
2: expected outcome then a little bit yeah Yeah. exactly because he
3: dies but you don't even see it exactly Uh, yeah but i mean i guess i'll get to it i'll let you talk well yeah that's
0: i I think essentially it so there are aspects of it where i think i wanted a little bit more closure the first time Mm. um and this time I kind of knew I knew exactly what I was getting into um, and I think the movie is better for it to be honest because we've kind of talked a little bit the past few episodes sometimes when a movie's a little bit too formulaic that can hurt the movie and mm-hmm. this movie clearly is not um, and I think it's better for it. I'm still left frustrated by the end of the movie, but I think that's intentional and I like that that's an aspect of the movie. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, you're think,
2: still frustrated
0: by this Yeah, things? because I still want the protagonist to win. I, I, st- I want sugar to be caught, you know, and I, I don't like that that doesn't happen. And I don't mean that as like a critic of the movie, like they should have written it differently. I mean it as a, because I'm rooting for Llewellyn the entire time and I'm still, I'm so bought into him and his story and his pursuit of, you know, uh, survival, I guess, yeah. uh,
3: that when he doesn't, I'm bummed if he would have just
2: cared a little less about someone who was thirsty he would have been fine
3: it's true i think it's interesting that you think like i feel like you get that closure through tommy lee jones i feel like that's a lot of his or like a lot of the movie is like where like where i feel like he comes in is we see him processing the events Mm -hmm. and understanding what's going on and then we kind of get that from his perspective because we we see him at the beginning and we don't really see much till the end you know and then he's he's doing nothing but dealing with what happened Mm -hmm. and he's talking to people and like getting understanding of what happened. Yeah. So that's where I think like, I think you get it.
0: For me, the movie feels very open-ended at the end. And I think that's kind of what I mean by like the lack of closure. And again, like I don't want this to come across like it's a a critique of the movie. Like I Uh think that obviously it's intentional and I think it's better for it, but it leaves me with that kind of feeling of frustration because I think it's more realistic the way that it happens. And I think a lot of times we wish that events could be wrapped up neatly like a movie, you know, uh-huh. where it's like we want the the antagonist to be caught and, and justice to be served. And that doesn't really happen. I mean, I guess you could kind of make a case it does. Maybe karma kind of catches up with him a little bit, um, but not in like a neatly wrapped gift, you know, to the audience. Uh-huh. Um and so that's what I mean is I'm still left frustrated. I'm still bummed that he gets away and that yeah. Welland doesn't escape or doesn't get to kill Shagur, you know? Uh-huh. So yeah. But all that to say, I think it's a great movie. I really liked it. I liked it even more this time. Um, I think it looks so good. I think the Coens are able to say a lot by saying a little bit. And, um, I think it works really well. Uh, I, I really like this movie. I think if if we're going to compare it to There Will Be Blood, I think I think I would have given the Oscar. Like if it was me handing that out, I think I would have given it to There Will Be Blood. But I also kind of feel the same way with Tyler. I'm not bummed
1: that this one won it, you know? No, I'm not either. Yeah, I think it's a great movie. Jake, you were a late bloomer to this. I was not. Oh, you were not. So what, what did you feel like watching this again?
3: I feel very similar to Zag, actually. I remember really liking it the first time and then I watched it this time, I was like, I like it even better. I don't think that, I don't think I felt the same way about Llewellyn as you did. I wasn't really rooting for him because at Mm. the end of the day, I felt like you're not a great guy, Um, but I guess it's not, you know, you don't need the antagonist to be a great guy. Um, But I mean, I love Westerns and, you know, this is a great, what do you call them? Uh, Modern Western, whatever. Modern Western, yeah. Um, Neo Western. Uh, But no, I liked it and I think, my favorite parts of the movie are in, it's like the beginning and the end where we kind of get bookended by Tommy Lee Jones' experience of it. But the whole time I'm interested. I think uh, Javier Bardem is just so good, like so unsettling and riveting. Yeah. I like it.
1: I, I just made an observation that in some ways uh, this really is if the good, the bad, and the ugly were made today. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it is... Oh, like,
2: three main characters.
1: Yeah, like, you know, there are some, like, tropes that are are similar to that.
3: Interesting.
2: This is everything I wish that, uh, the good,
3: the right, bad, the ugly Right, that was... Whatever. Yeah. I, I think that they're very different movies. I th- cause Obviously, I, I, yes. I feel like the good, the bad, and the ugly is, at its heart, like, an adventure, like, an epic adventure movie more than anything. I know nobody's gonna agree with me on that. <laughs> but that's, that's what I get from it. Sure. You know, where, like, there's, like, this, like odyssey that they're going on and it's more about the journey than than the end that whole thing well that's what i would say
1: about this too is is because there isn't really like a resolved end it it, it, the entire movie is purely the journey
3: yeah i guess what i what i meant for that was it didn't my point is it didn't feel like like an adventure movie and that's kind of how i feel about it sure I guess nobody's going to agree with that take. There's a quote that um,
0: I've seen someone use uh, to kind of describe a movie that they liked at one point, and it was it was basically like, sometimes what you like about a movie is less about the think of it and more the feel of it, and I feel that way about this movie. Um, it's kind of hard to describe, at least for me, what makes this movie as good as it is, but there's just a feeling when you're watching it. It feels very distinct from a lot of different movies. I think even pretty distinct from a lot of the other Coen Brothers movies. And admittedly, I haven't seen a ton from them, um, but there's just a feeling that it evokes in me that I find very engaging, um, and I I like sitting in, even though it's not necessarily a happy, fun feeling when I'm watching it. But no. it, but I like it. Like I'm I'm engrossed in it.
3: I I think I agree. Like it was, it's not a similar feeling to watching like when I I think I mentioned this in Glorious Bastards, where like I couldn't stop. Like even if I wanted to, I. I couldn't stop uh, mm-hmm. watching this movie. I was so just in it. Yeah. Scott,
1: you were the late bloomer on this one. I movie. was. What did you think watching this movie?
2: Uh I really liked it a lot. I thought it was like perfectly executed. I uh really enjoyed it. I thought Javier Bardem did excellent uh in his role. Like I felt like his performance in this was like a um like one of those things that just like makes your whole career. Uh, like I, I compare this to maybe, um, dang, I'm blanking on his name. Um, the guy who played the the Joker, Heath, Ledger. Heath, Ledger. Heath Ledger's like Joker performance, it, like a career it was just, defining yeah, role. It was just yeah. so good.
3: You know, it's really funny. Speaking of Heath Ledger that you brought it up was he was apparently in talks to play Llewellyn instead of Josh Brolin. Mm. And then he just wanted to take time off. So he didn't do it. I'm I'm so thrilled that he didn't do it. Yeah, I like Heath Ledger more than I like Josh Brolin, but I think that he wouldn't have been suited for it. Yeah. I love Josh Brolin, man.
2: I like well, Josh Brolin a lot. And I think he played his character really well too. I didn't, uh, similar to like Jake, I didn't really feel attached to him, uh, which is why I was okay with the outcome. I felt like it was just kind of like a, you know, he was a, a guy who didn't, have a whole lot and he saw an opportunity to try to get some luck on his side and it just didn't go well yeah um so yeah i just really liked the whole movie i i I loved every scene of it like i was engaged with the whole thing like this will probably be one of my higher rated movies
0: i i don't know if i like felt like emotionally connected to llewellyn but i think i rooted for him so much because i hated sugar so much and Hmm. sugar never like if, for anyone needing justice to like be served to like he it never happens you know and Luella, i was
2: almost rooting for him though really sugar yeah. yeah are you insane yeah are you a psychopath i'm not there was i well, saying thank that was <laughs> <yeah. laughs> uh i don't know it just to me it felt like his movie not josh brolin's sure. movie and I think, so like i just found myself not rooting for but I think I would have been dissatisfied if Josh Brolin would have, would have came out. Interesting.
3: Gotcha. I think like part of it is just like the gravity that
0: he has. I think it is a better movie uh, that Josh Brolin does not prevail, Mm -hmm. but just as the, and I think I I see Josh Brolin is kind of like, he's the everyday man and it's like, you want him to like kind of prevail, you know? Mm -hmm. And it does, I think a a big aspect, like Jake, you kind of said your favorite parts were the bookends with Tommy Lee Jones my favorite aspect of this movie is it feels like two heavyweights kind of duking it out like neither one of them uh sugar or brolin kind of gets on top of each other gets like uh leverage over the other until the very end but you know it's, mm-hmm. it's these two guys who are like you know um just, just like, a
3: real slobber knocker yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. and i, I <laughs> really i'm sorry what <laughs> a slobber kn- you you it's, you talk like a fight, and then you know you get hit, and I think you know spit comes out of your mouth. Oh, or whatever. Okay. I don't know kind of if I've ever
0: heard that, but I knew exactly what you meant.
3: Yeah, it's, okay. It's a, it's a slobber knocker, man. It's like like a really rough fight. It's
0: like uh, hands. it's like season one of RP is like it's it's a, a cool chill
1: time, and the season two is like a real slobber knocker.
3: But it's real. just on
2: me. Put up, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Season two, you know what? Zach is a slobber
1: knocker. You know what? Zach to I'm, Jake. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna fight you on that. So put up your fisticuffs. Well, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, uh, I I actually really like Brolin for this role, and I think one of the things that that uh, one of the things that stuck out to me as why I later learned that he grew up like as a ranch hand, like he grew up like in this type of environment, and so he just embodied that character so much. Like, I've known people like that. I grew up around people like that. My uh, great uncle um, was a cattle driver literally until, you know, his dying day kind of a thing. Um, and uh, his Brolin's Llewellyn is so believable to me.
3: Oh, yeah. I wasn't trying to say I would have. I think that Brolin was the right choice over Heath Ledger. I wasn't trying to say that. But like like on the face of it, I'm like, oh, I really like Heath Ledger. But then I thought about it. I was like, oh, I don't think I would have wanted him in here at all. Yeah. I. Oh, go ahead, Tyler. Oh, I was just going to say
1: it's funny um, that we're, you know, like Heath Ledger, uh, Roland, um, but uh, Mark Strong was almost uh, Anton Sugar. It came down to Mark Strong and. Who's Mark Strong? Uh, Mark Strong
2: is. It, he plays. Merlin like,
1: in yeah. Kingsman. Oh.
2: Yeah. He probably could have done it well. He wouldn't have done this I don't think you could have done this though. Yeah. But
0: I like Mark Strong a
2: lot actually.
0: I always confuse him and Stanley Tucci.
1: Oh, they're very different actors. I know, but, but yeah. I still <laughs> like they look so similar. Uh so uh, the reason why I would say that maybe Mark Strong could do it was because of uh the Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Uh when he played uh, uh black black what? blackfoot, black Lord what Blackwood, Bl- Lord Something Blackaby, I don't remember his name. The
0: antagonist
3: in Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, the antagonist in Sherlock Holmes. It was. Oh really? Blackwood. That's that's a fun movie. I'm surprised you haven't watched it. Yeah, it's Guy Ritchie. Fun Guy Ritchie. It's a blast. It's.
0: Do you know who Guy Ritchie is? No. Yeah. Okay.
3: Um, (laughs) Zach, you asked that
2: knowing the answer, didn't you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's actually. You guys are like Guy Ritchie,
2: Scott. You guys just keep saying words (laughs) that I'm like. I might have heard that before. I don't
1: that's, know. That's why I went with Merlin like, Jake, I cut oh, yeah, you, you off. But uh, I knew exactly what was going to be the one thing that Scott would know. Do you know, know what from.
0: Sherlock Holmes is?
2: I do.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. He was Robert really Downey Jr. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. He was a real dude. Lived in the 1890s. Yeah. Did the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, I, I
1: I don't think that Mark Strong could have done this as well as Bardem. I, I don't feel think like, anybody could have. I
0: feel like every actor feels tailor-made for this mm-hmm. role that they're in. Like Tommy Lee Jones is like perfect as like the old-timer sheriff, you know? Well, he was the first cast. Was he? Well, yeah. And well, if,
2: he was actually like from this area that they shot in too. Like, yeah, from he, West Texas. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he like knows the scenery like he can and he knows like how things feel so yeah. he just played it really really i mean he's already a good actor yeah definitely but the, I, yeah every i think every single person was perfect for the role they, they really were
3: like so many like big names you know where like you know Woody like woody harrelson's in it i totally oh, yeah. forgot that woody harrelson was in it and he hasn't even come up yet we've been talking about this movie for 30 minutes <laughs> and we haven't even brought up woody harrelson like it it feels, just cause I mean, it's just because everybody's doing small part though that's true but it's just like but he plays the hell out of it yeah mm-hmm. Where like everybody was cast super well and it's like these, you know, like a lot of people that everybody would know who they are.
0: Javier Bardem was so good that, Tyler, what were you saying about the psychiatrists that studied?
1: Oh yeah, it was like a Business Insider article uh, that came out in 2018. Um, but a group of psychiatrists studied 400 movies uh, for like psychopathic characters and they chose Javier Bardem's portrayal of Anton Sugar as the most clinically accurate portrayal. That's crazy of a psychopath.
2: Yeah, it felt very believable to me. Oh
1: yeah, he like, yeah. Anton Chigurh haunts my sleep, haunts yeah, my and nightmares. Every
2: scene with him in it, I was just like drawn in, on the edge of my seat. Like, what is this psychopath going to do? And I think too, I think I think
1: a lot of that is Javier Bardem, uh, who like, I guess he had always wanted to work with the Coen Brothers. This was his really his first American movie. Um, and he had always wanted to work with the Cohen brothers and they asked him to do this. And he said, I don't like, like, I speak bad English, but I also don't like violence. And they were like, yeah, that's why we're calling you for this. Mm. Um, but it was, it was super interesting. Uh, they uh, initially, you know, were kind of thinking that uh, Anton Chigurh wouldn't necessarily, he would be like foreign-ish and out of place-ish. Um, but they, they just really kind of let Bardem like do his own thing. Like, I guess the haircut was like his idea and it does such a good job of making him feel out of place, out of place. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The only other thing I've ever seen him in is that, uh, pirates like eight or whatever. Oh,
3: he was so <laughs> gross looking in that, uh, I hated watching him that, but
2: it makes sense because he doesn't really do American movies, or he just broke into the American he, movie.
3: This this made well, in two thousand six. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, What has he been in any other? Any I think other, he like, has big things.
1: Yeah, but he was know. in. Uh, he was the villain in uh, James Bond's Skyfall. Against uh, Daniel Craig. And he
2: was That's the one I fell asleep in the movie theater, so I never saw the end.
1: Oh, he was as bone chilling as a villain in that as he was in this. Mm. He was a lot more in this, he's a lot more like monotonous, and that's creepy in its own way, like just very like even. Um, even under like stressful situations, Anton Chigurh doesn't like
2: he doesn't emote really. He has an intrinsic code that he sticks to
1: yeah yeah but in uh in Skyfall he's a lot more maniacal which is mm. just terrifying in a completely different way but so convincing by bardem
3: you know what I liked is like speaking about his code and like like you that scene we used for the beginning where he's doing the coin toss and that like that's so like crazy and compelling and and you're you just are kind of bought into like yeah he's got to call it like this is just what has to happen because it's what he's saying is what has to happen but then it happens again at the end of the movie yeah and what's her I forget her name and she just kind of cuts through it all and she's like i don't this is you like it's not the coin it's nothing like you're you're just making this happen because you want to right and i hadn't like it just like kind of like broke him down a little bit for me so it's kind of funny carla jean is
1: the name of the character Lou well, Ellen's wife yeah only character to interact like to speak with all three men because yeah. all three men don't have a single scene together; they're not on camera together. Yeah, ever. the only
2: scene where they even have together is when they're in the shootout.
1: Yeah, but we but don't see them on, on camera together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, speaking of that last scene, does it actually ever show her dead? No. So mm-hmm. is that like left interpretation whether he like actually did it or not? It kind of. I think he did it. I think I, he th- did it. I took it as he did it too.
3: especially like did you see him like walk out and like check the heels Wipe of his, his shoes, shoes or, and like, yeah, like yeah. and see if there was he's tracking blood anywhere. Like I, I, I think it's implied that he did it, but mm-hmm. maybe that's just my read of it, you know.
1: Yeah, I, it's possible that it's because we also don't see Llewellyn die, but we know he died.
3: Correct.
2: Yeah. And so
1: it could be that like kind of a thing that they're just they're calling back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's entirely possible, but.
0: So I have a question for you guys. What what do you guys
1: make of the um
0: of the car accident scene at the very end?
2: What well, do you mean? Before he kills her? No. It's right. after, after, after
0: it's he, I end. think that's the very last scene. It's the yeah. last oh, scene. Right. He's
1: leaving her house. He gets into a car accident. Why do you
0: think the Cohen's wrote this into the story? Or oh, I actually it's probably part of the book. But like what what do you think it adds to the story? I really don't know. Cause it feels very random. And I do feel like random is kind of a theme of the movie Mm -hmm. i think
2: part of it for me is to show that he can't he isn't like gonna always like nothing not everything goes his way all the time he's not inhuman yeah he yeah but that's the only really thing i can think of off the top of my head but i didn't even really think about it Mm. in the until you asked that question
1: I, i think my take on it was like the, the letdown of like, yes, he dies. And then it's like, he survived like, yeah. you know, the letdown and also just, uh, like establishing the legendariness, like the mythos of this character mm. that like, he's in, uh, in some way, not, not literally, but maybe metaphorically, uh, unstoppable and indestructible.
3: Mm. You know what? I just thinking, I feel like I've been watching so many movies lately that just have a a car accident that always catches me so off guard. (laughs) And I, every time it scares the crap out of me. I'm so tired of it.
0: (laughs) This and whiplash. Whiplash.
3: I saw a couple other movies. I can't remember what they were, but I'm like, why does this keep happening to me? Mm. And why am I not expecting it more? Like every time somebody's in a car now, I'm like, just be ready for an accident.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Has it made you drive better?
3: Yeah, I meant in the movies, but also, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think of uh, the bolt gun? I thought that was such a, like, like when you think about it, it's such a smart thing because, like, the way, like, uh, it just dumbfounds Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. When he's like, what do you mean there's no bullet? Yeah. <laughs> there has to be a bullet. And he knows about the existence of the cattle gun already because he had talked about it. He's like, right. no, they use this air gun, and he never even thought about N- it. Never put it together. Yeah 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 i thought it was creepy yeah
0: (laughs) like i just it it, i feel like it just kind of uh adds this other layer of just how intentional
2: and methodical sugar is that just makes him even creepier it makes me want to understand like his like story leading up like i wish there was like another movie that came out that like led up to this
3: almost i I don't know. I don't I feel like it
2: it would ruin it. But like, I, I personally like want to know, like you just want to know more about the character about his character. Yeah.
3: Especially
0: like when, uh, that one, like the kind of like head honcho is talking to Woody Harrelson and he's like, how, how dangerous is he? He's like, compared to what the bubonic. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) Which is such a good line. I like that guy. So good. uh, Steven root. Like he plays like a lot of really small roles that I think he, I really like him. He's great. in. uh, isn't he in Barry? Do you yeah, he's, Barry? he's he's great in Barry. Yeah, he's really good in Barry. Barry Is so funny. That's a great show. Um, but he was I'm, also in another. For me it
2: was the show. I didn't know what you yeah.
3: thought. <laughs> <laughs> he's another. He's in another Cohen Brothers movie, and he plays another really small role in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh yeah, and he's he's hysterical, mm. and I just I love him. Another great Cohen Brothers movie. I really like it. Um, I don't think we should do it for the podcast, but. I think it's worth watching. It's always funny
1: when you see overlaps with some of these directors that use the same people over and over again. Um, And so he's one of them that has been, you know, in several uh, uh, Coen Brothers movies. Uh But it's also funny when you see like little nods, like almost, I would say Easter eggs. So the, the satchel in that he has the money in that, you know, Lou Ellen's finds and is hauling Uh around is apparently the exact same prop as in Fargo, the money that gets buried in the snowbank. Oh, really? Interesting.
2: Yeah. That's maybe funny. it's the same universe.
1: I, I don't think so, How but that <laughs> bag
3: have gotten to Llewellyn. <laughs> I
1: don't
2: know all the way from Fargo, Minnesota. Maybe you never know, Jake. Why was that addressed to me specifically? You never know. All right.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, uh, what, uh, what was
1: something if you had to pick nitpick, What's something that you feel like doesn't work for you in this movie?
2: I don't know if I would say it doesn't work. Um, but I actually feel like the the only part that I think could use a little something more, and I, I don't even think I could tell you what it is, is the the Tommy Lee part of it. Like, Interesting. I, I, I feel like um, it's... I wish he would have in some way, shape, or form, actually engaged a little bit with one of the other characters? Like, you could almost take him out of the movie and it'd be just as good.
3: I I don't agree, <laughs> I think, because I, I really, I like, I think I said it a bit before, but I think, like, he's a kind of, like... Almost taking us through handling some of this stuff. Yeah. He like he doesn't
0: really add any like concrete detail, but he adds like really necessary commentary. Yeah,
3: and Com- like that comment or that conversation he has at the end with Uncle whatever. Yeah, um, that's uh, it's probably my favorite scene actually. And there he's like talking about all the stuff that's happening because there's kind of this theme of like, oh, the things these days are so bad. You know that's what they're talking about, and then he's like, yeah. it's always been a hard place. Stuff's not waiting on you to get old to go bad like that's just vanity yeah
0: and i and i think it's that's really that conversation is really interesting coupled with the opening with tommy lee jones because Uh it's like you have that aspect of like things have always been bad but then you also hear tommy talking about how like the old sheriffs didn't always even carry their guns and whatnot and like how at the end of this movie tommy feels outmatched like i love that he says that like i just feel outmatched like almost kind of like that there has been an escalation in uh-huh. how bad things have gotten or maybe that it's like things have always been bad but as you get older and older you're less and less equipped to deal with this kind of stuff
3: yeah i think i kind of took it as like because i think a lot of people get old and they think oh things were so much better when i was a kid sure yeah and they weren't they yeah. just they saw the world differently because they were a kid and yeah. now they're old and they're like oh things suck and then like that that's why i really like that part where he's like you know it, it, it's not waiting on you yeah, to go to hell, like it's always been this way.
0: I think maybe the only thing I would nitpick is, uh, I just man, I don't love that actress that plays the the uh, Carol, Carla Jean's mom. Oh, yeah. you don't know, love her from
3: Drive in, <laughs> and Malcolm in the Middle or the and, Bus Movie or whatever. Uh, and
0: uh, yeah, Speed, <laughs> Speed, yeah, Drive is yeah. a completely different movie. Completely different. <laughs> no, nah, and she didn't do a bad job. Just whenever she's on screen, I'm just like, oh, God. the Donnie Darko
3: principal girl or whatever. Yeah you know who's in this movie that I really like and is such a minor actor that I don't think anybody knows but the the uh the guy that's Tommy Lee Jones uh oh yeah him like Garrett yeah Dilla I Hunt, like him I think a lot. is his name. and I've seen him in a bunch of small roles he's too. in Looper yeah and I see he was in a show that was really funny called Raising Hope yeah and like he I've was seen in, a few episodes of that yeah I like him a lot me too I, like I always him a lot like too. to see him
0: he's a good character actor yeah
1: you know Jake it's interesting I wanted to jump back real quick that you pointed out the uh the the conversation with the with his uncle about uh-huh. you know it's always been a rough you know a rough town a rough country uh-huh. um that is uh, i haven't read the book but su- uh, supposedly is line for line the last pages of the book
3: really that conversation oh so they kind of did they then add in the car accident and killing scene or was that like rearranged i think that they added it in
1: Okay. I'm not certain, but I think that they added, like I said, I haven't actually read the book, uh-huh. but I think they added that in. But yeah, it's, uh, it, I, I want to read the book now after having watched this movie again for this podcast. Like, yeah. I feel like it's such an incredible story. Um, I feel like for me, there's, there's nothing that really doesn't work. I feel like the, the score is super understated, but in the best ways. Uh-huh. Um, like I feel like the tone, the pace, uh, the cinematography. Um, I've seen like multiple uh, breakdowns of the the scene that we were listening to at the beginning as our cold opener. Mm. Um, I've seen multiple like shot breakdowns where people talk about that it's like it's simple, but it's one of the most perfectly executed lighting and camera setups ever, where it's just flawless. Uh, so I think like technically it's it's near perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's very little I can say about this from the very beginning of the movie. The moment that he strangles the deputy, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in like, I'm, I'm hooked. I'm, I'm, I'm totally bought into the story. I'm never taken out of it. Uh, I'm never, you know, bothered by anything like it. it, I'm just immersed in the story that they're telling.
3: Yeah. Especially like, I think for a movie that is a bit like, it's not super fast paced. I don't think. Yeah it doesn't give you any time to settle in. It just gets to it. Like oh yeah. Right then. And you like, I feel like it, it almost slows down a bit, but yeah, like, I kind of, I like that. It just is like, you know what? We're not going to establish anything. We're just going to go and here it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it, uh it adds to the mystique and the mystery surrounding uh-huh. sugar where it's like, who is this guy? Yeah.
2: Or why did he originally get arrested? Right. Yeah.
3: Just as a suspicious character, I think.
2: Yeah, right. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Cause they just, l- like, he left him there just handcuffed, not attached to anything. Like, uh, they d- they weren't worried about him, really.
1: So, uh, what uh, if if you had to remake this movie,
3: would you change anything? <sighs> no. Probably no. not. No. I don't think I would. Would you? No, I wouldn't. I, I mean, d- really, the only thing I would change is what Zach was talking about. Carla Jean's mom was so annoying. <laughs> but, like, maybe that's not even the worst thing. But that's probably the point. But I it's the point. Be, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I, I don't think I would change that. I, I think I liked having her be naggy and,
0: and I don't even think I picked up the first time watching this, that like, she's the reason.
1: Yeah. She's the reason like, why I, it,
0: I, it took me this time to realize that, that it's like she blew it for them.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's why they made her so obnoxious yeah. so that uh-huh. she's hateable for her death or how she messed up, how she messed up.
0: Yeah. Where does this rank um,
3: for the Coen brothers movies for you guys? I'm trying to think about what I've seen because
2: I, I know I haven't seen
3: that many Cohen
2: brothers movies. Yeah. I'd have um, to rely on you guys to let me know what other Cohen <laughs> brothers movies I've seen. <laughs> who, who are the Cohen brothers that you speak of? Um, I know we've talked about
1: them. Fargo. Little, but uh, haven't seen it. I, I doubt you've seen any Cohen brothers movies. I like honest, this movie
3: you know. better than I like Fargo. Uh, I think it's a better movie than Buster Scruggs. But if I was to just like, let's throw on a movie, I'd sure. probably watch Buster Scruggs because sure. it's, it's just easier. Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: Inside Llewellyn Davis. I doubt you've seen that.
0: That's my favorite. I True think Grit. Still. The remake. They did I've the remake of one. True Grit. Yeah,
3: that's maybe probably my worst Coen Brothers movie. Then. I didn't love it. Uh,
0: Inside Llewellyn Davis is my favorite.
3: I haven't seen Burn After Reading, but I really, oh, I really, it's so, so funny. Burn After Reading is so good. <laughs> I thought it was so on funny. our list, and I'm, I think
0: that'd be a it. good one to do at some point.
1: Honestly,
3: so I, I
1: would say that Fargo's pretty high up there for me. I know it's not for everyone. That's okay. Um, but Fargo's pretty high up there. Burn After Reading is pretty high up there. I liked A Serious Man quite a bit. Never saw it. Um, I love Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And I love The Big Lebowski. I've never I seen, seen The it. Big Lebowski. Oh, it's I, that's terrific. That's
0: definitely a movie you should have seen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's terrific. Throw
0: it on the list. Uh, what I, What I like about... The Coen brothers kind of remind me a little bit of um, the director, Danny Boyle. I think that they're better directors than Danny Boyle. Yeah. But what I like about both of them is you don't really know what you're going to get
3: from these guys. Because those are a lot of really different movies we just named.
0: Yeah. They all... they all. I mean, I think with the Coen brothers, you have more similarities, more like... Um,
1: Tonally, maybe. yeah,
0: tonally and thematically as well. Um, then I guess you would with Danny Boyle. I feel with like Danny Boyle, you really don't know what you're gonna get, and you also don't really know if you're gonna get something good or bad with him. But sure. with the Cohens, you, you're usually gonna get something good, but you never really know like what kind of movie you're gonna get. Like he, they even did *Hail Caesar*, which I think was like it wasn't like it wouldn't make any lists, but I think it's a really interesting, fun. Uh, movie especially with the time era that it that it takes place in um, that was another one that I actually quite enjoyed by them
1: yeah and one of the cool things about the Cone brothers I'm not sure if this is obvious to everyone like as a piece of trivia but they alternate every year or every movie I'm sorry so they go from comedy to drama oh Um, and so they just go back and forth. So if they, if the last movie they made was a comedy and they're usually like dark, quirky comedies, like burn after reading, very dark, quirky comedy, big Lebowski, very dark, quirky comedy, no country for old men, very dark, quirky comedy. I think we can agree. Hilarious. (laughs) I I was busting up. (laughs) Um, but then they'll, they'll flip and they'll do something really dramatic and intense. Um, like no country for old men. So, um, that's, that's always fun for them to be able to kind of, and, and I feel like people who really love them, they love like one of those two sides of their filmmaking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I love them both, but you know, yeah, I like them both too. Uh, all right. Well, let's, uh, unless anybody has anything else that, uh, feels like we missed, uh, let's, let's spin up those servers, Jake.
2: They Wait, are, do we still have the servers?
3: I yeah, I plugged them him back in after after Earth told me to stop, <laughs> and uh, that's that. We're using them again. The
2: bills were getting too high for our our cloud. Didn't computing. you build a house out of the servers? I live in it. What is are that, we? Is that in? what we're in right now?
3: Can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: right. is hot in here though. <laughs> Well, uh, to change things up a little bit, let's start with our late bloomer. Scott, what did you think about this movie?
2: I'm going to give it a 9.1.
1: All right.
3: Uh, Jake? I'm going to give it a 9.6.
1: Zach? 9.5. And I'm going to give this a 9.4. All right. Well, uh, just as a reminder, the other guys gave this a 93%. Uh, IMDb gave it an 8.1%. Uh, this was a Best Picture winner, and on Rotten Potatoes, it is a 94%.
3: So where does that put it? Like it is top our three,
1: second right? highest rated movie. Wow. Second so, highest rated movie. You know, just just behind Inglorious Bastards and just above A Few Good Men. It's pretty crazy that, uh, according to the other guys,
0: this is better than Face Off. I know, right? But only by 1%.
3: I feel like yeah, I think face off is better. Yeah, we should probably redo face off. I think I can say ten, and then a ten, and a ten, and another ten. You know they're remaking face off. Yeah, I don't think
0: that's a movie you could remake. We we should go see it in the theaters and then review it afterwards. Let's do it. Like I'm as, down. A bonus episode. A special. Yeah, heck yeah. I'm I'm down. All right. You All right.
2: Tyler, do you have uh, anything extra that you want to share since this was your episode?
1: Yeah, you know I I think that. Uh, All of you guys are...